630 Chad This Morning Podcast with Stacy Bratzel and Daryl McIntyre. Great to have you here. Hopefully we can laugh a little this morning, learn a little something, maybe mm-hmm. about current events, maybe maybe a little history. Oh, history's fun, isn't it? Wasn't it fun when you were back in in school learning all about stuff that once was? I well, I loved social studies. That was that so was did I, actually. that was my one of my favorite classes. That in English, and of course drama. I know but, you're not surprised by that. But, <laughs> not surprised at all. But um, keep in mind, for me in social studies and learning about history, for me it was my teacher uh, Phil McCarahan who made that come to life. And you would have conversations, and I just thought he was so engaged that he engaged the rest of us. Made a big difference. And a I think lot. teachers teachers do, right? Yeah. If you get a great dynamic teacher that thinks, uh, you know, I hate this cliche word, Outside out of the box, the box. And, they, and they make it exciting and fun for kids, it's inspiring. Or and, you, and they get it. Or you could do it like this. In 1930, the Republican-controlled House of Representatives, in an effort to alleviate the effects of the... Anyone? 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 The Great Depression passed the... Anyone? Anyone? A tariff bill? Anyone? Anyone? Yeah, I think there's a lot of numbers in history, and maybe there needs to be more context and more stories, because kids love stories. People love stories. And so if there's stories told and then, oh, by the way, it happened in 1885, I think that, that there's a better connection, because the interest is there. Kids want to know about history. There's a new study, uh, you know, commissioned by Leger saying 55% of kids are interested in history, but they're being taught it in a way that maybe doesn't spark their imagination. You want to, but not necessarily like how they're learning. Yes. So what do you do about that? How do you how do you change? How do you get a new direction? Carla Peck is a professor professor of social studies education, Department of Elementary Education, and is joining us this morning. Uh, and uh, this 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 was led this this survey uh, team of researchers led by Carla Peck. So great to have you on board uh, this morning to chat about this. How are you? I'm great. Uh, thanks so much for having me uh, on your show this morning. So tell us a little bit about this study and what you found. So this study uh, is part of a larger project called Thinking Historically for Canada's Future, um, which started in 2019 and really grew out of a need to better understand what's happening in social studies and history classrooms across the country. We haven't had a national study of history education since the 1960s. And so one of the things that we decided to do as a team was to, um, to do a national survey with youth to find out what are their experiences um, learning history in schools, whether that's in the context of a history or social studies classroom or what have you. And so we contracted with Leger to, um, to do the survey. And uh, as a result, over 2,000 youth um, ages 10 to 18 completed our survey and uh, were really excited excited by the results. They find them really, really interesting. Um, one of the results that you've sort of pointed to in your intro comments was that, you know, we don't actually have to convince students that history is important because on our survey, 75% of youth agreed or strongly agreed that it is important to learn about the past. Where the gap happens is what their experiences are actually learning history in school. Only 55% of the youth surveyed said they actually enjoyed learning history in school. So, so we've got some work to do there, but it's a real opportunity. We know they're interested. 
So how can we capitalize on that to keep them interested once they're actually engaging and studying the past in school? And what are some early suggestions you might have? Because uh, we, we talked about, you know, a teacher who's really able to engage. Well, not every teacher is the same. So is it curriculum? If you have a curriculum that regardless of how, I'll put it in air quotes, good a teacher is, the curriculum helps to drive it. What, what's, what's the best answer here? So there are several pieces to the puzzle. You're absolutely right. A teacher who is engaging, but who also has a strong background in the different strategies that we can use to teach history uh, will make a big difference, I think, in students' experiences. So we know from our survey that students who reported that they were engaged in what I'll call more active learning strategies, where they're learning the tools of the historian, they're working with artifacts and primary sources like, you know, historical newspaper articles or diary entries or objects from the past that you might find in a museum. When students are doing those activities that engage those kinds of skills to try and learn what happened at a certain point in history, those students actually reported that they are much more interested in learning history in school than the kids who said they spend most of their time reading the textbooks and answering questions and, you know, writing notes or whatever. So, so teaching strategies is definitely a piece of the puzzle. Curriculum is absolutely a piece of the puzzle. Curriculum prescribes what we teach, but the way that the curriculum is written supports certain kinds of teaching strategies over other strategies. So if you have a curriculum that is simply long list of facts and not you know, um, designed around problems or issues to study, which is what really good social studies curriculum looks like, then of course you're going to end up resorting to here's a bunch of notes about, you know, this date and that date and this person and that person if the curriculum is not well designed. And then I'd say the third piece of the puzzle is resources. What kinds of resources um, can we provide to teachers and students? Teachers are so busy. They've got a million things on their minds every day and every minute of the day. How can we help them find those primary sources, package them together, and then help them figure out the teaching strategies they can use so that they can actually engage students in those more active learning strategies um, and they, so, so that they have those resources mm-hmm. at their fingertips. Kids are different than we were. Uh, They have a lot of things pulling for their attention. Uh, Their attention spans are different. They learn differently. Are we at risk of losing the history that we have and and not passing it along to to younger generations unless we we start to do things differently? Uh, Well, I think that... um we, I don't know if I would say we're at risk of losing history, but we're at risk of um, kind of reducing, further reducing students' interest in learning about the past. So we know from our results that, that kids think learning about the past is important. So how can we build that passion rather than kill that passion in the classroom. Um, and so I think that's where the risk is, that we, we kind of bore students to death instead of igniting the passion mm-hmm. that's already inside them. They, they know 
they're saying to us that we we know the past is important. It's we need to learn about it. How can we uh, do that in a way that keeps that passion alive? You're right. There's a lot of history that I've I've seen on places like TikTok. I don't know if it's correct history, and that's the problem with with uh, with the social media platforms like TikTok. Thanks for joining us, Carla. I really appreciate your time. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to seeing more uh, results of this study, too, and that uh, that conversation that it continues yeah. to spark. And, and, you know, some teachers are just so inspirational, and they do this so well. Um, some, yeah, some well, do some it differently, are, for like sure. Every, every, every profession, some are better at it than others, and that's fine. But if, if you don't have the tools... Uh, or if you don't don't have a curriculum to work with that can encourage yeah. that creativity, that interest, that that understanding of concepts, well, that makes. And it sometimes you, you, your teachers are put in, being put into something that they're not trained to do too, so they're just trying trying to get <laughs> through happened. it. And I and I get it. I totally get it. We've been talking to Carla Peck, professor of social studies education in the Department of Elementary Education. Um, I had one. Um, maybe we'll save this for the break. I had one teacher teach my kids something so monumental one day. She came home and she was so excited to tell me about what happened in her social studies class and it was like wow if you have a kid coming home and saying i'm excited about what i learned in social studies i want to hear that story we'll do it coming up in just a few moments okay what was this story so what was it that your child learned in social studies that had her buzzed when she came home yeah so she was uh, learning about uh, immigration and uh, the the flow of people into Canada from other parts of the world and and she already is uh, interested with that because uh, you know her her dad uh, came here from uh, from another country mm-hmm. so she knows a little bit about the struggle he went uh, through as he he came to Canada from uh, from Poland um, but when she showed up at her social studies door, it was locked. Oh. And the teacher was standing outside. And he said, okay, we're, we're doing a, a musical production today, so we're not going to do social studies. It's a Jurassic Park musical. And I need to know what all of you are going to add to that musical. I want to know all of your skills. And so people can say, I can, I, you know, I can help build sets. I'm a really great artist. I, you know, I can act, I can sing, I can dance. And, and he compiled the skills and gave them all points. Mm-hmm. And the person, the people with the most points were let in first. And really demonstrating, it was a, a pretty unique way of de- demonstrating the point system, the merit system in which immigrants mm. have to go through, unless, of course, they're, they are refugees, um, that they have to come through to to become a Canadian citizen and to be, you know, first, obviously, a permanent resident and, and then a Canadian citizen. And I just thought, wow. Mm-hmm. It didn't take much. It didn't take much for him to do that, but he didn't have to do that. And it's... It spurred her imagination. It, they got it because it was so different. It wasn't a bunch of worksheets and and numbers and this is what happens. It it was it was real life communication of of what they were going to be studying. And I thought it was really neat. Really well Kudos done. to him. And nice. they can then have a discussion afterwards whether you yeah. agree with the merit system or 100%. don't agree with the merit system. If you're going to do a, a musical on Jurassic Park, do you want a bunch of people who can't sing and don't know how to build a set? I don't know. Maybe it's fair and it's more inclusive. You bring mm-hmm. everybody in and we'll just we'll, we'll come up with the best show we yep. can because everyone should. Or is it merit? So I, you have that conversation afterwards. I don't know how much this happens in Canada compared to when you hear about it in the States, but there could be some someone who is a terrific singer and dancer and great actor, and they end up sweeping the stage when... Mm-hmm. The, when it's all over with, mm-hmm. right? They, because yeah. that I happens so it, often. It, that, yeah, you know, I think it was just sort of a, a way to get them to the door. And I think they even chose a Jurassic Park 
musical, but it was anything, right? Like, I, yeah. I need to staff a restaurant. I need, I need this. So what, what do you have? But either way, it's offer. the same yep. as what Morty just jumped in and comes up yep. with another way to look at it. Here's yep. another element to it. You've That's been. what those are supposed to be about. Uh, what is the system and it, what are the merits of it one way or the other? You have that conversation and you should ideally be able to make your own, own decision on the merits mm-hmm. of whatever. But yeah, that was somebody who made it, took an extra effort. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah, it's really neat. And so, you know, I mentioned TikTok as as a source of information, you know. I don't know if I believe everything I see on TikTok. <laughs> there is, but there are, there are there are resources there. There you go. Where it's a lot of information in a two-minute clip, and I think that that's something oh. that they're probably more receptive to than uh, you know a sixty-minute lecture. Or you know, I remember the kid. You know, you'd always get really excited when they would be hauling in the TV with the VCR. Oh, those are good days. On the, on the big tall trays, like I guess we're watching a movie today, and that I just I think kids nowadays they will zone out, they will be on their phones. It just doesn't work. All the kids driving to school today are just listening going, did she just say we could watch TikTok in class? <laughs> well, it's, <laughs> it's, Tell it's them one Stacey of the said it was okay well, when your one teacher of the tools. If up. you find somebody who's good, and there are some really good content creators out yeah. there with factual information mm-hmm. that, that may resonate with, with kids. Comes back to, though, if you see something, you go, oh, that's fascinating. I can't believe that happened. Question yourself whether to, and go find out from credible sources, people that you trust about whether, and then you can find out the real story. I'll do this all the time with historical movies that are based mm-hmm. on historical fact, and then go through and try to find out what the real story is, because mm-hmm. it's, it's rarely exactly accurate. So you go and find out. Yep. That's the joy of discovery. It's about just spurring that imagination and, and that discovery, I think. And there's some great shows that are doing it. There's a BBC show called Horrible Histories, and it's talking about you know, all the royalty and all of the, uh, the stories and the quirks that all of these uh, royals had. Cool. It's, it's a pretty neat thing. Uh, wander around, learn about history. It's a fun way to go. Right now it is uh, just about 724.